Hi, welcome to Overcomers. My name is Maggie. I'm your host. And today I want to welcome you to tweet in today and I want to hear from Elizabeth Wynn. Dr. Elizabeth Wynn is here today and she's going to be sharing some things about overcoming. She has a wide variety of things that you can overcome. So it is my honor to present to you not only my sister in blood, but my sister in the Lord and my mentor for years, a woman that has prayed for me and that I just admire. And Dr. Elizabeth Wynn is going to talk to you today about overcoming. Tune in. I want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and also share this if it has been helpful to you. And I pray that it will be. Uh, enlightened and that you will just be uplifted and encouraged to know that you can overcome. Dr. Elizabeth Wynn, welcome. Blessings. I'm honored to be here. Precious sister, I love you. I love you. Too. I love you. We've, we've been in war together many times and God has always given us the victory. One of the things, number one, that I had to understand was that there's different kinds of discouragements that we're going to face in life. There's different kinds of testings that do come from the Lord. And then there's those that we have to face because of consequences of making the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the areas that I had to face was having to overcome sickness, uh, life and death situations. Um, I had to overcome areas in, in my love life, you know, in my emotional life. I had to overcome uh, the fears of my children literally dying. And I had to overcome the persecution and the battles that I had to go through overseas uh, preaching the gospel and facing all kind of attacks physically, emotionally, spiritually. And but one of the areas that I think that is important to know because this subject is huge. And I think that if I can just narrow it down to a few things of how I came to overcome many things, many were not by myself. I had to connect with the right people at the right time. Listen, people, that's very strategic. You have to connect with the right people at the right time. And how do you know when is the right time? Because it's severe. Oh, you know. You know when you can't handle it, you can't sleep. Your body is going through it. Your 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 mind is not processing correctly. You know when you're under attack of major discouragement. Um, so the people that you spend time with, the people that you conversate a lot with, a lot with, you will become like them. Okay. So I could not connect with people that walk and live in fear, people that do not take risk of faith, that are not going to be at the same level of, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me. At the same level of thinking and scripturally uh, involved and experienced. So I will get on the phone and I will call so-and-so. I need help like right now. Stand in agreement with me and pray till I get a shift. 
And so I stood hard on that phone and I said, I'm not getting off this phone till I feel a lift. And then I will call somebody else that is that that has gone through something similar. And I will say, I need you to stand in prayer. I will get three people because there are not that many people that can fight for you in, in, a, in a difficult time. These people have to be prayed up, fasted up. The, the, their their faith is sharp and I'm thinking I, I, I can't deal right now with somebody that is in the same situation as I am. I'm not saying that it won't help some, but I'm in life in that situation. So that's one of the things that worked for me that I connected with the right individual, the right prayer warrior that believed that I could come out alive that I will overcome whatever, okay? The other thing is that I took authority over the spirit of discouragement. There is discouragement that is natural. We're all going to face discouragements, but when it's demonic, it is so hard to handle. I mean, literally, I had to just bind that spirit of discouragement, and I said, you will not destroy what God is building up in me. The mission that's in my life is going to be accomplished. I take authority over you and you're not going to stop me. I had to prophesy to the demonic and to tell them you will not stop what God has started. And what does discouragement look like to someone who would not be able to know what discouragement is? Because a lot of people, they think that it's just, this is just the way I am. This is just part of life. How can you distinguish the two of what is discouragement on a level of the spiritual and what is discouragement on a level that's natural. And even though we are Christians, we have the ability to distinguish both. But what if you don't? What if you think that this is just life? Because we know it's not. How how would that person know this is a sign of discouragement? It's very easy to know when, when it's something that comes and goes, comes and goes. But when it's something that, that is just constant, constant battle, that is demonic, that's not normal. Because we are allowed to be discouraged. I mean, we're humans. We are going to be discouraged. But um, when you when you're like, I'm, I'm working. You know, um, my bills are paid on time. My children are okay. Uh, my husband, you know, he's working with me on things. You know, we we're working things out. Um, you know, uh, my car. It's a good car. <laughs> it's not leaving me left and right. I mean, you really don't have many reasons to be discouraged in connection with depression, right? Kind of, kind of goes together. Then that's when you know, like, you don't have no ambition. You just feel like you have goals in mind, but no, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't know. I mean, you're just so negative. You just feel like, I feel like I'm going to start and then give up again. I feel like I'm going to start something in the ministry. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to start a, a, a home group with women that need help, that I could help them through life problems. Or, you know, I want to help at the church in some form of volunteer work, working with children, with the youth. Or, you know, you have all these plans and then there's something on the inside that is like, nah, no, nah, it's not going to work out. No, that is demonic. That is demonic because God opens doors and God favors you. God blesses you. I mean, we have to hold on to, to the Holy Spirit 
grab the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, help me today. I cannot continue to have this attitude that things are always going to go wrong. You know, um, I have to have the attitude that if he goes wrong, the second time is going to be better. And if he's not too good, the third time is going to be better. Practice makes perfect. I mean, you go back to old school. No, I'm not going to give up. No, I'm going to keep trying. Uh, <clears throat> you just have to keep trying and trying and trying. And even, even when you have tried and tried and you see improvement, <clears throat> you feel like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is not normal. Now that people love me, and they're accepting me, and I'm, and God has graced me and favored me, and I'm seeing the fruit of, of my labor, and I'm seeing how, how things are working, and, and people are, are growing, and, and, and I'm growing, and I'm seeing wonders why the next day I feel like down. It's almost like a chronic condition. Like uh, I would say a great example would be when you have a cough and you know it's a chronic cough because you get it every single year and you you think, well, this is something I get every year. But in reality, it's because the lack of care that you've taken into it. I think for me, one of the things that I would say is a great example is the day that I was struggling so much with depression and I was sick with COVID and, I, you know, COVID can take a, a lot out of your out of you and mentally I just kept feeling like every single moment was a time of dis depression, which I didn't know, and discouragement. And I remember you coming, and you began to hear me out, and you were listening to me. And then you began to undo, and I think that's where you talk about when you have to find someone that is sane when you're not sane. And reaching out to someone in those moments of low and discouragement so that they can see a different light. And for me, that was when you said, all you have to do is cancel it. It was a simple word that you said that just began in my mind. I remember it transforming me. And I said, you know what? She's right. All I need to do is cancel it. But why did I not know how to do this for a whole month that I was sick, that it took someone else to come in and show me that? And that is the difference between depression and discouragement. Discouragement lasts for a moment. It's like a cough. You get cured and you get antibiotics and you're cured and that's it. But a chronic condition is something that you're getting every single time that that month comes, every single time that this incident happens or a date happens, and you find yourself in a rut and in a pit that you're not realizing that it's a depressive state. It's a chronic condition that requires someone to bring you out of. And that's where you have to seek out those people that are prayer warriors and not not the, the friends that are going to encourage you to go and do the other things, right? Well, yeah, because, I mean, we need to be strengthened. We need to be strengthening to do what is right rather than, than to be to strengthen in that spirit of depression, discouragement, that don't care for nothing spirit. And most people, I, it's hard to accept that reality, are facing that. So you are uniting yourself with that wrong spirit is going to empower your discouragement because they're going to give you a quick relief. Let's go out. Let's go have fun. Let's go drink. Let's go, uh, meet some, some new people to hang out with. I'm referring to men. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, they're going to do their quick fix. 
Mm-hmm. The carnal, the worldly, the the wrong way to fix this problem. You gotta remember, this is a spiritual problem that we have to get from the strength of the Holy Spirit. We, I mean, we can get counseling, we can go to the best psychiatrists, the best psychologists, and and that does help to a degree, but only Jesus, only the Holy Spirit can fix the spirit man. You can help the brain function, but you are going to have the same problem again. And that's when uh, you can be addicted to psychological counseling. And it's putting band-aid after band-aid. We have to get to the core of the problem. And you have to say, okay, okay, I'm going to rise in the name of Jesus. And I have the authority over my emotions. My emotions are not going to control me. I am not going to tolerate this any longer. I'm going to rise up right now. I'm going to hold the hand of a warrior. And two are better than one. And one will cast out a thousand. And two will cast out ten thousand. Get a a good old-fashioned Holy Ghost prayer. That's what we need. I mean, we have been using other methods. And in reality... You know what? They're so limited because, I mean, <clears throat> how do you cancel a demon out? No, you got to get him out, get him out, get him out. You know, put a stop to it. You know, put the word of God, the it. word of God says, so a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so I can relate to saying that when you have something in your heart, that's why Jesus says, accept him in your heart as your Lord and Savior, because he's alive. In your heart, in your mind, when you're constantly in your mind, you're in the past. You're living in the past. So it is important to have the word of God in you and the love of God in you. And those things that you tell yourself are the uh, the aliveness, the ability to thrive in life. Otherwise, you're going to just continue to be in the mind in the past and dwelling on those things. And what does the word of God say about dwelling? You dwelling on those things is like a tune that you're constantly remembering, going back and forth. And that's just stirring up all of those um, bad emotions, bad memories, bad things. There could be good memories too. But in casting out a demon and spiritual and spiritual help, let's Remember that we have to learn to stay free from that demon. And that is hard to do because in life, all of this is a process. And so the process would be to continue seeking God in everything that we do. Otherwise, we none of us have arrived. None of us have arrived. We are, you know, I think that the church has done a, a bad job at hiding a lot of what we really go through and putting on a facade of that everything is fine. And so nobody really gets dealt with the root of the issue and never, never surfaces and never really, which is the thing I think we do as individuals. I think that we have to do that. That's a one-on-one basis with the Lord. But that's why he places, like you said, intercessors in our life and people that are going to encourage us. And I'm blessed to have, you know, three amazing sisters that have pulled my ears, prayed for me, got onto me and pushed me into being the best of myself. But what about those that don't have that? You know, I was privileged. I was blessed to have that. But when when those don't have, how do you reach out? I believe that God sends you the right people. The problem is that we reject them because they tell us what we don't want to hear. We want pity. We want (laughs) the answers that we're used to having. Okay. Uh The thing with discouragement, you do not massage it with pity. 
okay? You can say, yes, I understand. I've been there. Let, let, let's solve the problem, okay? And as far as the church, they don't understand many times that trauma has provoked an open door for a demon of discouragement to come in. But I think, too, like, you know, growing up in the church, it's almost like you're shunned away if you've gone through trauma, like people don't want to be around people that have been in trauma or they didn't embrace those things. They're more apt to look at someone that hasn't been through trauma to say, oh, you're going to be used by God, which is true. You know, you God can use both. But I think he picks the least of us to use to be used. But the church, to me, I think has done a poor job, not all churches, some of not embracing those people that have been through trauma. And we shun them and we don't want to deal with them because it's, 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 I mean, it was a process. I mean, it's a, it's a huge load. I mean, I remember going through deliverance. I remember you guys taking me through deliverance. I remember that, but it's like, it was a huge process. So I get that it takes a lot to, um, to be able to do that with those that have been through trauma and not everybody, they want to, I believe that now it's an area where people just want to pray for you and get it over with you or saved. And that doesn't happen. It happens, but very few. It, it, it takes a process to be able to come and to sit and say, let's walk this. Let's talk this. Let's pray for this. Let's deliver this. Let's get you out of this. Let's set you free and then help you how to stay free. And I think for me, that's when that's why I want to be able to discuss overcoming things in the simplest forms. Because when people used to tell me, you know, seek wisdom, I didn't know what that meant. You know, intercessory. What does that mean? Like, explain it to me. How do I get there? And it wasn't until I began to see it that, you know, you took me to deliverance. You took me through um, intercession. This is what you do. And you lock hands and you hold on to, to prayer warriors and you begin to declare, I didn't know how to pray. I learned how to pray by watching people pray for me. And I think that's important. So what are you watching? What are you listening to? Who are you surrounding yourself with to say, am I locking hands with the people that are encouraging me to help me set me free? Or am I locking hands with people that are going to keep me bound and keep me suppressed in this area that I'm dealing with, that is struggling with, or even a secret life that I don't even want to share because I'm too embarrassed because of the judgment that I'm going to receive. So, Uh, yeah, I think that when the word says that he's with those that are brokenhearted, okay, that to me, I, I get more understanding that this is where you have a direct relationship with Christ. And if you're not getting it indirectly through a pastoral ministry church, then you have to do your part. We collaborate with him. We have to say, okay, where, where, where am I missing? Why is, why am I not learning? Why am I not overcoming? And why am I not growing? Right. Yeah. Like, because that has to do with growth. Okay. Then many people have don't to, see you that. have to pray in your mentors. And sometimes you have to pray yeah. in a spiritual mother, a spiritual sister, a spiritual father to come in. And they're not easy to deal with. They are not easy to deal with. I had to put up with uh, things that you normally cannot handle because they do have a strong character. Many of them have a temper. Many of them uh, expect excellence. Um, and I had to submit to, to military training, literally. Mm-hmm. And they were anointed. They were powerful. But it's like, you know, you, you have to, 
accept some form of discipline. If you really want to grow in ministry, in, in your own personal, in this case, just to overcome discouragement. When you overcome discouragement, you have overcome a lot. There's nothing that you cannot overcome when you have sub, sub, uh, subjected that, that spirit and that emotion. Okay. Now, as far as learning, some things are going to be caught. They're not always going to be taught. Okay. Yes, and so you're going to, you're going to perceive like, wow, you have to come like a child. I don't know what to do. Lord, take over. Carry me right now. Carry me because I can't walk. Just carry me. Sometimes I'll, I'll find myself telling the Lord, I need some encouragement. I need some encouragement. You know what that encouragement was? <laughs> he opened the door and I had to preach the next day to 500 people. I'm like, that's going to encourage me. I better get on the ball. Why sound to me if I don't preach the gospel? It's been three months. I have not done that kind of thing. I better get with it. And it's like, I put my feelings aside. I put everything aside. And I said, in the name of Jesus, you know, activate that armor. And I just, I, I just rise. And I'm thinking, God, you've invested so much in me. You have put me through so much to understand. You've taught me this. You've taught me that. You put the best people in the world in my life. You did this. You did that. That's my church in here. <laughs> <laughs> so I just encouraged myself in the Lord. And then, and then right after the glory shows up and the salvation and the healings and, and everything is wonderful. You know, a few days later, you know, you're like, oh, wow, I'm going through it again. And then here comes the Lord. You know, I'm not looking for these doors. I'm not looking. For, and they come look for me at the wrong time. <laughs> When I'm discouraged, you know, did I want to come today? I was tired. I wanted to sleep in. I had a bad week, you know, physically. But I'm like, no, no, no. I can let tiredness and I can let fatigue and I can let that stop me either because they, they kind of work like a family, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, have you noticed that sometimes God will just surprise you? You were, you were about to give up the goals and somebody calls you? You were in my heart. How are you doing? I've been thinking about you. I've been praying for you. I mean, you know, it, yeah. it's like God just surprises you. Yeah, it's an enlightening thing. Warriors yeah. are powerful. And God got, he's got you back. <laughs> and those other warriors that God puts around you, they're going to pick up your burden. They're going to pick up that spirit of discouragement. And they're like, I don't know why. I'm just thinking, well, your spirit is fighting for them. Mm -hmm. Every time you got somebody in your mind and you're like, I know something's wrong. I had a negative dream about that person. You are in the gap. Mm -hmm. So you better thank God that you got people in the gap for you. You got people praying for you. You know, so stay away from toxic people that don't want to change, that they love their discouragement because they get so much pity. They get by with murder. And, and you got to understand I'm going through these and through that. So everybody kind of like just, I wonder if they realize that, though. Because yeah. I don't think I would have ever realized it unless you pointed it out. Well, it feels good to blame people for your problems, for mm -hmm. your mistakes. It feels very so good. So in, in a constant state of someone's mind, I think that it does require someone constantly telling you the truth and just being open and receiving. And I think it comes more from people that, that really love us. 
I think we're more receptive to people that are that love us versus people that don't know us. And I think we receive well when it comes from someone we that know we know they care for us versus someone that doesn't and they just tell us. So it's just as as humans, that's just our nature, I believe. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm at the point where I go to people that's discouraged and it's like, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about it. Let's pray. Let's pray first. <laughs> I just let that anointing get on them. And I just say, you know what? You're going to rise because you're going to rise because you are going to rise. I mean, and bam, things are shifted right away. And now they're like, well, I feel better. They don't have to talk for hours now. And I think that's where the power of God comes in. I think that's where the anointing comes in. That's a shortcut. Because that's the only thing that's going to break that instantly. When you have overcome and overcome, you can help somebody overcome right away. Okay? That's good. Now, you want to go the long that's way. Good. You want to hear them out for three, four hours. You're going to get trained. Mm-hmm. After a while, after a while, and you're like, they're not getting any better. They're just getting a, re- a quick relief. But they're not changing Okay, so don't, don't, don't get too psychological and, and also be sensitive. Sometimes you just can't rebuke something and that's it. People need to open up. They need to open their guts out and share. And when that's, when, when they do that, it's like a, it's like a detox. You know, they get cleansed from those emotions when you confess your sin to one another. You're, you're literally getting a deliverance just in that. So there is a balance, you know, mm-hmm. uh, don't go to the extreme. What's extreme? Oh, <laughs> tell us the extreme. Let's hear the extreme. What do you mean you're depressed? Get alive. I rebuke that spirit. <laughs> That's extreme. Okay, I get it. <laughs> and then the other extreme. Like, no, no, no. Jesus overcame for us. And so you, you're fine. And you're sensitivity. Fine. There's power in the name of Jesus. Of course there is power in the name of Jesus. But God uses us to transfer the virtue. Wow. You know, Explain to, that. Virtue, explain the laying the of the hands. We go back to the laying of the hands. The ministry of the laying of the hands for what? It's not speaking only. It's literally just you know releasing what's in your hand, the healing touch, the deliverance, and the person feels like okay, I'm understood. Somebody cares. Somebody cares. Okay. And that itself is healing because people that are motivated, they feel like nobody cares for them. Yeah. Well, maybe they're just tired of you that they don't care. <laughs> they're tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over. I don't know how they misery do after Mystery after mystery. I told you not to do that. You keep doing it. I told you to get out of that relationship from that married man and, and, you, and you haven't done it. But I love him. Okay. Okay. Don't break that soul tie with that love you have with him. No, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I'm not ready. Well, you're never going to be ready. The flesh is never ready to die. That's one thing you have to remember. The flesh is never ready to die until you get hit hard. And to what extent do we die? We die every day. Every day we die to something. You have to practice that. And that, that the church has gotten away from that. They, but to the point, I think that you're right. They, they go to an extremist. So if you're an extremist, you're going to die to to. Your view of looking at it from people that have suffered trauma is that you want to die daily being stepped on and you take punishment and you take uh, that you feel like you have to take punishment. You feel like you have to. That's what people that are being abused and traumatized, they go. They That's their processing of 
dying to self. I got to die to self, so I have to put up with this. And that's they not accept, godly. That's not a godly thing. They accept the views as a lifestyle, and when they become believers, they think that they that they that they have to tolerate every form of abuse. And no, that is not that is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is like I'm gonna die to this thing that is killing me. I'm gonna die to that spirit or that that feeling of that I don't really have to pray. I just have to just talk to God. No, if he has given you the the gift of tongues, is for you to practice those tongues. That's going to build you up. That's going to edify you. So I'm going to die to entertainment that is stopping me from prayer. I'm going to die to friends that are no good for me. And I'm going to invest my time with quality, spirit-filled friends. Um, if I cannot convert them, then I need to get away from them. Okay, you come around people when you are going to convert them, when you are going to shine the light. But if they are going to dim your light, then you need to get away. I'm talking about dying to sin, dying to uh, to controlling things. I'm not going to control. I'm going to understand here. Wait a minute, wait a minute, there's time to submit, there's times to where I lead, there's times where I just be neutral, okay? Uh, die to that ugly temper, that everything, everything bothers you, you're irritated, you're just always, you know, hurting people's feelings. You die to that, you know, you die to the fact that you don't want to get up in the morning to go to church. You say, no, 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 no. I, I need to hear the word of God. I, I need to stay motivated. I need to hear the word. Okay, uh, you die to sin. You die to things that are harmful to you. Make sense? Yes. Sometimes I, there's some things that I want to do, and I'm like, no, my kids need me. I need, my daughter needs me. My son needs me. I need to just get away from making money or friends or doing what I enjoy doing, which is studying and reading and praying, something spiritual. I'm going to get away from that because my kids need me. Okay, so you're not being selfish. It's something that you have to die to selfishness. But, yeah, putting up with things that, that, that you should be putting up, that's a total different story. Yeah. And we will get into that topic. So if you've just tuned in... I am here with Dr. Elizabeth Wynn, and we are talking about discouragement um, and how to overcome discouragement. And there will be more topics to come. Uh, leave a comment below, subscribe to the channel, and if you need to get a hold of Elizabeth Wynn, then you can. You want to share your information? Uh, yes, I'm on the radio, uh, mostly the Hispanic radio. And um, what is that channel? 1140, 540. A.M. I'm in all the stations, actually, Monday through Sunday. I work with the Hispanic community. I'm a health coach. Yes. And I sell amazing products, amazing products. We can talk about that at another time. <clears throat> so I focus on spirit, soul, and body. That I would love for you to just reach out to those that are listening um, and pray for them. Pray for those that are dealing with discouragement and release that over them. Um, okay. A blessing over right them. now we stand in agreement. And first things I'm going to rebuke right now and pray the wrong people out of your life in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, people that are 
not supposed to be in your life, that they will be removed, that those doors will be closed. Not pray the right people to come in and intervene. The right sources, the right individuals that are going to help you to go to another level in your spirit, man, that are going to help you overcome, that are going to help you with transfers of virtues that you need from them, that you will, will be able to draw strength, wisdom, guidance, in the name of Jesus, I pray that in into your life right now. And I pray that spirit of discouragement and that negativity to go out the door in the name of Jesus. Yes. In the name of Jesus, I break that yoke off of you right now. And I speak life. I speak strength. I speak encouragement. I speak the, 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 the Holy Spirit to come in with an encounter that will shake you up and give you vision and give you purpose and give you strength to rise, to do that which God has put in your heart to do, to be able to be a, a successful person that will overcome discouragement and that will overcome discouragement in others. In the name of Jesus, I bless your life. I cover you with the blood of Jesus and I pray success, success, success. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Overcomers. I'm your host, Maggie Wynn, and this is Dr. Elizabeth Wynn. Blessings. Thank you for listening.